0: Welcome to the Modern Hustle Podcast. I'm your host and intuitive biz bestie, Shannon Stewart. This is a podcast for spiritually ambitious women who are ready to balance out the hustle and flow in their life, grow and scale their business, and start choosing themselves so they can start living life on their own terms. I'm a lover of wine, the moon, and having good soul conversations. If you're ready to create an impact in this world, Be inspired and connect with other amazing women doing incredible things, then you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Modern Hustle Podcast. I'm your host and intuitive business bestie, Shannon Stewart, and you are going to absolutely love today's guest. She is a body image and confidence transformational coach who has helped countless women from all over the world overcome their pains and insecurities with their bodies and step into their confidence and freedom that they've always wanted. I am super excited to dive in. Welcome Julia. Oh my
1: goodness, what an intro. (laughs) It's like roll out the red carpet, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm glad you're ready. We got a lot of questions for you today. (laughs) I love questions. Yeah, come on at me. Wow, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor, truly. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, So before we hop into like the the dirt of today's conversation, I like to open our open the podcast with some fun little questions to get to know you
1: a little bit. So I'd love to know what your daily ritual is. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I was like, today was a different day, but I'll give you my usual (laughs) daily ritual. Um, So I love to, when I wake up in the morning, I love to take a few minutes to myself before I grab my phone and, you know, get away with the day. So I'll do kind of like a grounding exercise. It doesn't always have to be meditation, but, but something where I'm connected to my breath, I'm setting my intention for the day. Um, I do tapping. So we'll probably talk about that, but tapping EFT work is a big part of my rituals. So I'll do some work with that. It really helps ground your nervous system and helps your body feel in a real place of safety, which is super key. And then um, I take my dog for a walk and that's my favorite way to start the day. And then, uh, yeah, I just make sure my, the day always has at least an hour and a half just to me and my dog before I get into anything else. Cause I find that sets me up in the most powerful way for the rest of the rest of the day and for my people yeah Mm -hmm. 100 yeah it's
0: i just started doing like a very very consistent like we're talking 5 a.m consistent morning ritual ever since oh man almost a year ago now almost a year ago now and it has made such a huge difference in my day-to-day life like it's so crazy
1: It really does. It's Mm -hmm. it's crazy, especially before bed. I always make sure to do a similar thing and power down and do kind of the mirrored thing in the evening because my I'm so sensitive with my sleep that if I'm you know watching binging a Netflix show or something right before bed, my brain's just like (laughs) so, (laughs) you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's one thing I haven't gotten into is the evening ritual thing, but I do try to lie in bed and just think about like some things that I'm grateful for. I do like listening to some like Amanda Francis, she has like evening sleep meditations. Mm. So I like to like just put in my headphones and just fall asleep to
1: that. Sometimes it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does make the world of difference mm-hmm. truly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your guilty pleasure? Oh my God. I mean, chocolate comes to mind first. <laughs> it's like, I truly, I can't go a day without, I need some kind of like a dessert sweet type of thing. And you know, it's like I don't believe in restricting myself. So my guilty pleasure is I always need to have some form of treat every day, and usually it's some form of dark chocolate or like my mom's such an incredible cook. She always bakes me lots of things, and I'm like, sure. (laughs) So that's definitely a guilty pleasure. And I would say RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I've binge watched like all 13 season and All Stars, and now Canadian Canada's Drag Race. (laughs) I'm like, that's a guilty pleasure for sure. love that so much yeah. mm-hmm.
0: it's the truth it's yeah. the tea honey <laughs> yeah it's good I love um so I want to know what sex in the city character you can relate to the most oh goodness
1: I know this is uh it's like I want to say Carrie but I also don't run away and throw tantrums so <laughs> you know she just like you know the scenes even with Aiden yeah. where she's just like she just runs away and yeah. she, everyone's always like Carrie <laughs> like I wish that I would throw a tantrum and someone would run after me (laughs) like honestly my gut says I want to be most like Carrie but I don't think that's true I think it's honestly I don't really identify with any of them Mm. I find that they're too too extreme Mm. um so (laughs) I'm gonna say I I wish I was most like Carrie with like Miranda's uh wit and intelligence <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah I can totally
0: understand the not one character like I can say I'm probably yeah. a mix of a little bit of them all so
1: yeah and it's like throw some Samantha in there like we all need a bit of Sam <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: don't we <laughs> do you know what I just recently learned is that she lives grew up and currently lives over in Comox on Vancouver Island
1: I had no idea yeah that is, I mean, that might explain why she's not doing the reboot of Sex in the City.
0: Yeah, I know. But Crazy. Yeah. Um, Well, I would love to just des- dive right in and I want you to tell us about who you are and how you really got into this line of work.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> like, how deep do we want to go today? Okay. Mm. Who I am. Well, yeah, I think it's what's helpful is probably sharing a bit of my background and kind of where, how I got to where I am. Um, so when I was younger, I grew up in an alcoholic home. So I didn't really understand that obviously as a kid growing up and I kind of interpreted the chaos of that to mean that I just, there was something wrong with me and I wasn't good enough. And that kind of perpetuated this, this, you know, Story that I needed to be perfect in everything I did. And so I became, you know, the overachiever in school and had to have perfect grades, and nothing ever felt good enough for me. And so I also had a lot of anxiety as a kid, just social situations, and always had this story that people were going to abandon me or they decide one day they wouldn't want to be my friend. And that kind of story just kept being kind of the underlying thread throughout my whole life. And so, yeah, it led me into sports and being an overachiever in sports competitively and dance and you know kind of stereotypically I did develop an eating disorder in my later years of high school as a part of this kind of sickness that said okay well I'm not good enough the dancers that are I see being put in the front row are a lot thinner than me I'm a curvier girl I always have been and it just wasn't you know it was a culture that kind of perpetuated that sort of stereotype so As I developed this eating disorder, which I also think was a way of controlling something in my life where everything felt really out of control, I I really quickly learned just in how my body was functioning, how being thin actually didn't mean more success, more self-worth. But unfortunately, even though I recovered from anorexia, I still suffered with the mentality that was always with me, even as I went through university that, you know, I was always looking at kind of my food and, and feeling like I needed to earn food. And there was this level of fear kind of around food for me. So that was something that I struggled with for a long time. And yeah, in university, I still carried on that kind of mentality I got to pour myself into my studies and be the best and was really hard on myself. And I think I thought if I wasn't, I was gonna create more chaos for my family. And it was, yeah, just that whole kind of cyclical dynamic. And I became really depressed and actually suicidal in university. And that's what led me into seeking out support, which at the time, like I didn't know anything about psychology or seeing a therapist. That was really new and not something that my family even really talked about. So that really opened up this journey of healing and personal development. And um, I did go on antidepressants at the time. But after like, you know, a couple months, I just really felt strongly that there must be another way. Uh, For me to kind of work through what was going on because it didn't make me feel a whole lot better. And so I just became really fascinated with studying psychology and that was part of my um, part of what I studied in school as well Is how can, how can I support myself to kind of overcome these mental thought patterns that are keeping me stuck and really sick And so, yeah, through seeing a therapist and starting that work, I really saw how much I was healing and how it showed up in just the types of relationships and men that I was attracting into my life and things like that. And, um, you know, my family, like the alcoholism was also being healed um, in my family. So that was obviously helpful. And then I just, yeah, at a certain point after a really bad breakup with um, a narcissistic human being, I hit a low point again. And I just was like, okay, I've done so much work. It had been like years and years of working with a therapist and things. I was like, there has to be something else that can support me. Like, I'm not convinced that this is the only method to provide healing to myself. And I got, I got into Reiki through um, a recommendation from my best friend, Lex, and just some people I worked with. And I was like, sure, I'm really skeptical. Like I'm a very analytical person. I was like, what is this crap? And then after I experienced it, it was like this missing link for me where I'd never had such an embodied experience in my life. And because I was so historically focused on like my body being the center of what was wrong in my life, it really connected me in such a powerful way to my body and like feeling myself in that way. And through Reiki, it actually offered a lot of healing um, with my parents and this whole alcoholism, like it really helped me re- heal my relationship with my mom, which I never thought possible. Cause there was so much resentment. Mm-hmm. And so Reiki really became this unlock for me of just so much healing and such a higher vibration. And I was totally floored because I wasn't expecting it. And so I think it's like every phase of my life presented some new layer of healing. And at that point, I was actually teaching as a fitness instructor. And so I did that again, like I poured myself into it full on, I had a full-time job, but then I was teaching like, you know, morning and night and like not even being human. I was just like a, a robot. And then I got really sick from that because I burnt out. And I also found that those same stories I held about my body when I was in high school and elementary school were still screaming at me when I was in this environment of teaching. And, um, yeah, I eventually just got really sick and burnt out from that. And that led me into the next journey of healing with my body. Cause I suffered from adrenal fatigue. And I say that quote unquote, because a lot of people don't really believe in adrenal fatigue, but um, yeah, I had a, I had an, a physical injury and then that also led into this adrenal fatigue. I had insomnia for months. I gained like 15 pounds of stress. And so then I said, you know what? something's going to change with my body here. Like this can't go on. It's like destroying me. And that's when I came into the next phase of learning about emotional freedom techniques. And that chapter of my life totally transformed everything. And I kid you not, like every single area of my life that I was struggling with has, has been transformed from doing this work. And that's what led me into this passion of wanting to help others heal through their struggles with their bodies and teaching them the tools that I learned that really helped me and help support them to find the same freedom. Cause it, it, it truly is like excruciating when you're being chained to these stories all the time that your body's not good enough. I have to be thinner to be worthy. Food is, you know, we have to restrict food. There's just so much, right? So that led me into where I am today and quitting my corporate job to pursue this full time of starting my business and just making this my, my focus and life's work. Mm, So good. Sorry. I'm like, I just really told you the whole story. <laughs> no, I love <laughs> so. it. I love it so
0: much. And I like when you were talking, I was thinking about this one time. It was a, lo- a long time ago that you posted a video mm. on Instagram Oh yeah. and it was a video of you in a really, really low moment and mm. you're crying and you're talking. You're just like recording, documenting mm. what mm. you were going through and I can 1,000% relate to you about, um, well, body body dysmorphia for sure, mm-hmm. um, and working in the fitness industry, having a full-time job, teaching morning, teaching night, like just like you said, being a robot. Um, granted, there was so much positive things to that experience, like exactly. the amount of people's lives that you touched that you had no idea that you were even helping them in any way. You were just up on that fucking podium, riding a bike. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, And anyways, it just like, it really struck a chord within me because I was just like, these are all people that are going through such deep emotional things that people don't even notice on mm-hmm. the surface level. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that was one thing that really stood out to me when you posted that. I was just like, wow. It just like, I don't know. It just blew my mind for a moment.
1: Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I mean, a lot of people, it's so funny because those videos, I mean, I remember when I posted that, my brother messaged me. He's like, are you all right? Like that was really frightening what you posted. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. This is from a couple of years ago, but I've always been a person who I really believe in vulnerability and that other people being vulnerable with me was what, supported me to heal and feel safety talking about the real stuff that's going on. And I felt an obligation as someone who, you know, was a fitness instructor and had this, this role in the community that people did look up to, to your point. Um, to really speak the truth and say, you know, cause a lot of times people come to your class and they'll say, Oh you know, not to your face a lot of times, but they'll, they'll say this like, Oh, I just want to, I want to look like her. Or I think if I can come to this many classes, this is what my body is going to look like. And I, I was just like, yo, I got an obligation here to be like, look, this isn't, this isn't what it is. Like you don't do like two classes a day and your body looks like this for some people. There's a lot of unhealthy patterns going on. And I didn't want to condone that being something that I'm encouraging. And I wanted to shed a light on my personal struggles, uh, to really help. Yeah. Just bring some realness to what was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. Um, so when you were like, what was a really big breaking, not a breaking in a negative way, but like a, a breaking point for you where you were like, um, like you talked a little bit about it when you introduced yourself, but when you decided to just leave all of that behind and like teaching in fitness, working in corporate world and really know that that was your soul's mission, like your path that you needed to step into this role that you're in
1: now. Mm -hmm. Great question. I knew, I mean, I worked for Lululemon for eight and a half years. And so I knew, year one, oh, I knew it. I want to do my own thing always. And I knew, you know, that company working for them and all the tools that I got from them around personal development, it really set the stage to, for me to have the courage to do this on my own and gave me so much experience that I'm so grateful for. And teaching fitness was something that it's like, like I said, every chapter of my life kind of laid the bricks for what the next step was. And Um, When I quit Lululemon, I actually went into fitness full-time to kind of bridge the gap of how I would actually leap into my my career at Brazen Soul Rebellion here. And so then when I taught fitness full-time and it led into that physical injury, I just knew, like, I'm sick. Like, there's something here that's not working, and this is what I need to be able to take that leap into my – this being my full-time career – and all the things that I had to overcome from hitting that rock bottom after leaving the fitness community was what informed me and my healing trajectory to then be able to teach others. It was like, it was all meant to be right. Mm -hmm. The lowest moments in our lives always teach us exactly what we need to know to then support others. And so while it was completely excruciating and was like a two year long journey of healing my body, I was, I'm so grateful for every moment of it. And, um, yeah, some people might think it's odd that I sat there and filmed myself, but it was never for this intention of wanting to show others. It was more so because I was at such a low point. I wanted to be able to reflect back and be so proud of where I came from and be able to say, I really remember those moments and look where I am now and and really help me to be able to, yeah, again, like shed some light on that for others. And I just really believe that Instagram too, it's like we get so triggered by looking at other people's lives and comparing ourselves and thinking that I'm less than, or their life looks so glamorous. And I'm like, look, this is me, this is real life. And so that was kind of more my, my hope with, with just that journey and being able to share it as well. So I kind of answered more than what you were looking for, but oh, that's good. yeah. Yeah. No, I, I,
0: I, I personally really appreciate it because I mean, I'm human. I get triggered when people are like, yeah, I've made, I don't know, 100K this month. And I've like, you know, and like you're, you're looking at their highlight reel, but like you mentioned, like there's so much leading up to the point of that person getting there mm-hmm. that was probably really fucking hard for them. And they probably had some mm-hmm. meltdowns and they probably wanted to like close it all and just like walk away. Um, so I think it's really important that you do share that stuff. And confidence is a really big thing that I talk about with my clients as well. And people are very afraid to show up. And I'm not just talking about online. I'm talking about like, just show up in the world and speak their truth and be who they genuinely really are. There's a fear because of rejection of whatever has gone on in their life to allow them to believe these things. So how do you walk through with your clients on how to become more confident and how to Mm -hmm. show up as their true authentic selves?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we start obviously with the angle around our body image and how that's manifesting in our lives and how that is kind of holding our confidence hostage. But the the real healing is so much greater than that. And I always explain to my clients, like, we're really looking at your self-worth here and what are the different pieces that are kind of tied together like a spider web that are sort of holding your your self-worth hostage because it's never just about our bodies generally if we're struggling with our body image really common for for people to be struggling with their finances as well it's like shocking how how these things are all tied Mm -hmm. together and so we really look at okay well what are the underlying root stories that you have that you hold to be true about your body that you're also holding to be true about your relationship with your career or your partner because they're all so similar and then we do the work of really healing those stories and really understanding how can you step into you know kind of a new empowered one and not just logically and talking it out but using tools like EFT to really clear the programming at that subconscious level that creates those behaviors and actions from that um, insecure place to be able to then step into their self-worth and be able to take actions that represent someone who holds themselves at that higher level in their confidence. But it takes really working through what are those blocks to be able to say, now I can actually live in this new empowered place of my true authentic self. Cause who we are is that confident beaming light of love, acceptance, joy, And we're just conditioned to believe otherwise, right? So it's just about undoing that to be able to just express who we really are. Mm, So good, because,
0: excuse me, I think back to like when we're we're kids and I asked my mom this question as well, actually. um, And I said to her mom, when I was eight, when I was five, when I was 13, why would I wear a t-shirt over my bathing suit in the swimming pool and to go swimming? And she's like, I don't know, just because you like to. And I'm like, no, there's something deeper to it. Like what is it? And she's like, oh, Shannon, you're just like, whatever. Um, So it really like things like confidence as an example, like it will start at such a young age where it's subconsciously programmed in you that like the story I just mentioned, like I have no idea why that started or how mm. it started. All I know is that it happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's it's so true. I mean, there's so many clients of mine who will say when I when we get into the work, they'll have this memory all of a sudden that pops up out of nowhere that they've not thought about for years, and it'll be something like, oh, I remember now when I was six and I was on the field and this guy said to me this comment that I was chubby or whatever. And then for the rest of their lives, and they're now in their forties, they have this belief about their identity that I'm just always that chubby person. And so then they manifest that kind of a reality and their, their kind of behaviors fulfill that in a lot of ways. And it's, it's so, so much of it is below our conscious awareness. Our body is just designed to really protect us in so many ways. And so then we keep these actions and patterns and habits that really reinforce those beliefs that we had when we're so young. But Mm -hmm. the good news is it's all, it's all something that we can change, which is, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's talk about EFT tapping then. I know what it is, but can you Mm -hmm. elaborate everybody yeah, listening. Absolutely. What is EFT tapping?
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So EFT is otherwise known as emotional freedom techniques. And so in short tapping, because the action is actually tapping on points of your body. And so the principle of this is that it's, it's like acupuncture without the needles and you can do it to yourself. And we're working with our energy meridians, our nervous system. And so essentially When we have something like a negative thought about our bodies, it triggers our internal stress response. And what happens is that when that happens, we're shutting down parts of our brain. So it's really difficult, near impossible for us to feel a sense of confidence or be able to problem solve logically when we're experiencing any negative thoughts because part of our brain is actually just shut off in the stress response. So what tapping does is by tapping on these points of our body, which were originally discovered by an engineer, which is crazy, um, we actually talk to that part of our brain and shut off the stress response. And we, we create a response of ease, of calming, we actually release serotonin and dopamine, our pleasure hormones. And so what happens is we actually kind of flip that response. And because when we tend to think negative thoughts, it consumes a lot of energy, our brain is really intelligent and it goes, okay, Julia is thinking all these negative thoughts all the time and she's feeding a lot of energy into them. I'll just make them part of her automatic programming. So then they become part of that, you know, that subconscious storyline, which then dictates how we live our lives. But with tapping, by really going through these stories that we hold to be true about ourselves, all those negative thoughts, we slowly take energy away and away and away from those thoughts. And what happens is our brain actually just prunes them off. And it's crazy how this happens, but all of a sudden you'll just, you'll just kind of go, wait, I, that doesn't feel true for me anymore. I don't feel that way. I don't, I don't actually believe this thought anymore. And it's called a cognitive shift. So it really does in the simplest form it, it reprograms our mind and it empowers us to shift into our, away from our stress response and into our parasympathetic response. So that ease our rest and digest system. And, um, so much of our lives is spent in stress. And that creates so many issues for us on so many levels and tapping gives us emotional freedom. That's why it's called emotional freedom techniques, because our emotions in so many ways control our lives. And when we can live in a space of, like I said, um, we free ourselves from the, the negative thoughts and insecurity and things like that, then we're open to live in things like acceptance, into confidence, into love, into peace, into joy. And we can't feel those things unless we actually release the energy attached to all the things that are holding us back because they can't live simultaneously together. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, in short, (laughs) that's kind of what it is. And the action itself is tapping on different points of your body and it's extremely relaxing. Um, a lot of times when you're doing it, you start yawning or people are like, Oh my goodness, I just feel like I should have a nap now. Um, but it's, yeah, there's so many crazy advantages to it to it and there's so much research backing it and you can look at MRI scans of how different parts of our brain change after you do it it's crazy it's really really effective stuff
0: mm-hmm. so if somebody's wanting to <clears throat> change their money their money story um, changing the way that they believe in themselves like whatever the topic is that they want to be mm-hmm. tapping on um, do they need to be doing the same tapping? sequence every single
1: time or can you change it up every day no you can definitely change it up so first things first is i would recommend i mean the most effective thing you're ever going to do is work with a practitioner who's certified hopefully at an advanced level because they have that the whole ability to take you through your personal you know storyline and what's going on for you and a lot of a lot of us in life have experienced trauma and so there's a lot of ties to our past experiences and influencing you know, our beliefs about money or our body. So that's the first thing is like, first recommendation is if you really wanna get into this, then work with a practitioner. Second thing is, yes, you can definitely go on the internet and look at, you know, YouTube and do some tapping scripts that some, hopefully again, trained people are putting out there and follow those and just notice, you can you can definitely feel a lot of effects from that and that's where I started. Um, and then the third thing is, you can actually just tap on the points On your body without any words. And that's kind of what we call like bronze level, like basic 101. And by doing that, when you're tuning into your story about money, it's likely gonna produce some stress. And by you just tapping on the points, you're actually telling your body to calm down and enter into the parasympathetic nervous system. And when that happens, it's like, think about it. Every time you expose yourself to that fear, you have our money, you're teaching your body. I can be calm and okay. What's going to happen over time is your brain's going to go, Oh, every time I think about money now, I don't have to feel that stress. I actually trust that you can bring me into a place of safety internally. And from that place of safety comes things like you'll have ideas that come up from this completely new place where you're seeing it differently. You have a perspective shift. You'll have, you know, you'll be able to manifest different um, ideas and, and um, different situations around money. So it's really, there's so much you can do and you can do a lot even just basic level on your own. And that's where kind of I would start is like, just try doing some basic tapping, then, you know, graduate to maybe going on YouTube, trying a script on there that someone created, notice what you're seeing in terms of results. And then if you're enjoying it, then reach out to finding a practitioner that you think can take you to that next level. But yeah, as I said, it's like the most effective thing I've ever done. And I've done a shit ton of personal development and spent a lot of money. And I was like, this is bananas. Like I, I I was like, I'm blown away by how focusing on one area of your life somehow manages to shift your relationship with money, shift your relationship with men. Like I, I was like, Twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 in debt when I started doing tapping and I was able to heal my relationship with my finances while healing my relationship with my body while addressing my intimacy issues with men while it's all connected. And so I was just like, holy shit, bang for your buck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, like <laughs> yeah. it makes so much sense
0: that it's all connected, but for some reason yeah. I've never really looked at it like everything being connected. I've looked at it like there's one issue I have, there's one issue I have, now I have to deal with those things.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's so, it's so connected. It's like, even they say um, people who binge eat tend to have an overspending habit as well. And they go, it goes along together. And that was also similar for me. And then you dig into it and there's the same kind of underlying belief that kind of holds both things. So yeah, it's again, like our limiting beliefs are the, basically the, the cornerstone of change. And when you can identify like you know, I don't feel worthy because generally then you, you will then do patterns and habits in your life that reinforce that. And it might be overspending, or it might be like avoiding dating, or it might be overeating or restricting your eating. Like there's, it's like everything latches on to those limiting beliefs. And so there's so much healing that we can do around that. And um, tapping just supersedes a lot of therapies out there because it addresses the subconscious mind. And when we just do talk therapy and coaching, you're only working with that 10% of our logical minds. We've got to integrate some different embodied tools to be able to speak to that deeper level of our nervous system. And that's, that's where it sets the difference in, um, in those, in that type of healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. So you also do Reiki. So how Mm -hmm. does Reiki how is Reiki
0: different and how do you how do you work with Reiki and EFT together?
1: Yeah, great question. Reiki is different but similar. So Reiki is a practice of channeling high vibration, divine energy um, to the person you're doing a healing on to be able to support them to rebalance their chakras and balance their energy systems. And so, in a sense, it offers a lot of similar benefits because we are supporting that person to come into their parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest, calm and ease. And it's like that feeling after you have a deep meditation, if you do it, you just feel so like buttery and soft and you're like, Oh, like life is fine. Right. And that, again, that's who we really are, but we get slogged with all the conditioning all day long. And so Reiki really helps us to come back into our sense of power. The way we do it is different than EFT, but a lot of the effects are similar and it really opens your gateway of connecting to your spiritual side, your spiritual self. And there's so much healing and transformation that comes from opening yourself up spiritually. And he is such a powerful gateway to do that. Obviously there's many channels, but a lot of, you know, a lot of the students that we have say that they've never been more connected to their life purpose after do, after doing Reiki because that's what it accesses as we start to realize and awaken so much of ourselves that was like dormant and hitting, hidden in a closet. It's like a lot of our students say, I'm, I'm literally, I've come out of the spiritual closet, <laughs> um, which is so exciting. So to answer your question, I mean, I the the focus that I do in my work is like 70% EFT and 30% Reiki for the focus, the work I do around body image and confidence and our self-worth because the way that I address it, what I've seen to be most effective is using the EFT techniques to reprogram. And then Reiki is like this supplementary, amazing experience to help kind of elevate it everything. And, you know, I'll do a lot of different meditations and healings and that's, that's kind of the access point, but I also do Reiki certification programs with my best friend and that's its own like school that we do. And, and so it's kind of separate from my business, but like a very big part of what I do on its own. And that's like, yeah, amazingly rewarding and absolutely love teaching and seeing how people, their lives transform from having this really spiritual opening and accessing their gifts and talents and purpose and, You know, connecting to something that can really help the world like Mm -hmm. every one of those those students taps into something that then they're gifting to other people and and bringing into their lives so it's its own kind of ripple effect and community of change, which is really exciting and and Mm -hmm. yeah love it so much.
0: Yeah. That's what I say too. Like one of my favorite things about the whole coaching industry is that I call it the domino effect. So yeah. it's like, I help you, then you help them. And it's just like, it just keeps, we're just evol- re- revolving around in a circle, helping each other, creating this p- thing that we live on called planet, such a better place
1: to live. Exactly. And that's so important. Like having a greater why and a sense of purpose and seeing your ripple effect of change, it makes it so much greater, so much more exciting, so much more powerful because you're like, this is so much more than me. Like Mm -hmm. that's the exciting part.
0: Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about um, body image for a second. Mm -hmm. And like, this is, I call it a severe issue (laughs) because it's a common thing that you hear from your girlfriends and you say it yourself um, or have, and it's such a damaging spot to be in at the same time. And sometimes we don't even recognize that that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with clients, like, what are some things that you do? Like you mentioned, um, you mentioned tapping, you mentioned Reiki, but what are some like for somebody who is not able to start working with you right now? Oh yeah. What are some things that they can start doing now to start recognizing these deep wounds that they have and figure out where they where it all started and how they can start
1: dealing with it so they can move on from that past. I love it. Okay. So this is a great question. And right now I'm in the middle of my five body five day body confidence challenge and it's free. So anyone can sign up for that and you can learn, I'm going to teach you a lot of the same tools that I teach in that. But, um, so the great thing about that is that there is a lot that we can do on our own. And, and one of the top things that I suggest is like, first of all, I like to say, Develop this awareness that your body image and the way you feel about your body is not your fault. So first of all, we know that around 91% of women alone struggle with their body image and are dissatisfied with it. And that is so awful and so tragic that this is the world that we live in. And having this awareness that we are culturally conditioned to be miserable about our bodies because it profits the system. And I know that that's something that we know, but actually sitting down and really understanding, okay, I was actually conditioned to believe that my body is less than and unworthy because I don't look like the 3% of women that are represented in the media. Helps you have more agency around change and and knowing that this isn't, this isn't you. It's not, it's not who you are. That's a problem. It's the problem is outside of you. And the fact that we have so much misrepresentation in the media and that we are programmed to believe that we're just never going to be good enough. And of course, how could you possibly be? Because genetically we're not designed to look like that 3%, but we keep getting stuck in this mentality that we are. And so it's like, I was teaching in this course, like Even Victoria's Secret models have said in their swimsuits um, shoots, they wear push-up bras, like two of them underneath the swimsuits and their photo editors will strip out that out. So then we look at these things and we go, oh my goodness, like I want her cleavage. If I buy that bathing suit or get these breast implants, I'm going to look like that. But then you don't. And it's just more of the sickness. And this this is the level to which like we're so actually unaware. We know that there's editing. We know that they smooth out their thighs and dimples and all that stuff. But do we really know the extent to which everything that we see in front of us is edited most of the time? No. And so by having this, this awareness that we are um, you know, we are created (laughs) to hate ourselves, to profit the industry of the the diet culture, the beauty industry, it actually produces a healthy form of, of upset and anger and rage to say, you know, I have choice in this. You want me to hate my body so that I buy your products. I buy your cellulite cream. I go get more Botox or whatever the story is. And I'm not, I'm not against any of that. I just want people to really get the level to which we're, we're basically brainwashed to hate ourselves. And when you can have this healthy amount of like, you can hear it in my voice. Like I get really mad because I'm like, you don't get to tell me that I have to hate my body to buy your shit. Mm. I'm now in a position of, of saying, Cool. I get that. And I'm going to give a big old middle finger to this culture in the society that says I need to hate myself to feel better in the world. And when you're in that place, it creates so much positive momentum to say the greatest gift I can give myself and the greatest rebellion I can give to that is to live my life and be happy in my body or content or accept or have neutrality about my body, because then I don't subscribe to all that crap. And so that's number one, as I always say, educate yourself on the level of, you know, just like I said, this awareness that we are conditioned to hate ourselves, to basically create this whole, you know, subscribe to this capitalistic culture of ours. And then number two, it's like, once you have that awareness, look at your feed and the things that you look at every day and really detox and diversify your feed. Like if you are constantly, Instagram is so smart. You look at one fit fit person's Instagram for like five seconds. And all of a sudden your homepage is like a hundred more of the same type of body, the same, you know, race, etc. And pretty soon there's no diversification at all in your feed. And so no wonder your brain is going, that doesn't look like me. That doesn't look like me. There's something wrong with me. So if you're curating your feed to, to have more diverse representation in all ways and forms, you're going to be much more aware of how, I don't like to use the word normal, but how <laughs> it's like, yeah, how much more normal your body is, because this is life, like we're all so diverse, but we're only ever seeing the 3%. And my goodness, if that's what you saw every day, of course, you're going to feel miserable, because you're never going to look like that. And I always say, like, if we were all in the same food and exercise program, we we would never even look the same, because we're not genetically designed to look like that. So all these things add up. To help us have this understanding of why we feel the way we do about our bodies and what can we actually do to change it so yeah detoxifying your, your feed and diversifying it is a huge way of helping yourself in a lot of ways and choosing what are the things you're looking at that actually bring you into that feeling of insecurity because then you're just propelling that same issue over and over again around why we feel upset about ourselves. Um, and then, you know, like I said, even doing things like tapping just on the basic points, like you don't have to work with me to know how to do that. I also have a lot of free videos on YouTube, but supporting yourself to come into that internal place, I said of calm and safety with your body. Like when you're, like I said, every time we have a negative thought, like when we get out of the shower and, you know, you turn the lights off because you don't want to look at your naked body in the shower, like getting out of the shower and you're feeling stressed. If you're starting your day with some basic tapping and if you don't resonate with tapping maybe it's your meditation or whatever you're supporting yourself to open up that part of your brain that can access the acceptance the compassion the love for yourself and that's the biggest agent of change. If we're if we're waking up and always feeling that negativity, but we're not actually doing anything about it. You're just telling your brain to put more energy into those thoughts. And then they become more and more a part of our reality. So there's a lot we can do to support ourselves. Um, and those would be some of like the first steps that we have but that's why i always say like decide to be a rebel like you don't have to be a sheep like i've got nothing against sheep but like picture herds of sheep just like flocking along to what the latest like you know they change what our ideal body type looks like every couple years it's like used to be kate moss then it's like kim kardashian and those fucking kardashians like you know they all have so much plastic surgery that again that's not realistic or possible and then you know in another few years it's going to be something else so decide that you don't have to be someone who suffers along with the rest of the, you know, billions of sheep and say, I'm going to be the leader who decides to lead in a different direction and be like, I don't have to hate my body because you tell me to, I can actually feel more neutral towards it. And we don't have to go from hating to loving. That's a huge, enormous leap, but like even just feeling neutral where you're not, you know, miserable, miserable about it is a huge progression. So yeah, those are some of the top uh, tools that I would suggest for sure. Um, and even just having more awareness day to day is huge for creating change. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so good. <laughs> it's like, like sometimes like, I just start talking. I'm like, it's been twenty minutes. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like keep going. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's like. Anyway, my last thing I'll say is like even when we subscribe to the culture and it's not our fault because we're so brainwashed, but it's like, please ask anybody who's done all the things that they think they're supposed to do the diets, whatever the fillers or whatever else is being told us. Do you really feel better? It's so temporary. It's like a second, a second. And then you're right back to feeling like shit again, because that's the way it's designed. If diets worked, there wouldn't be like a hundred of them. They profit off of the, the like non-success of them. Right. It's, and so that's why it becomes like, oh, you think you're so smart. Well, I'm going to outsmart you by actually just being okay with where I'm at. And that's the biggest win for me in my life is just deciding I'm not going to follow along to all this crap, you know? Mm, Totally. Mm -hmm.
0: So when you decided that you were essentially just going to like start owning it, um Mm -hmm. did this change your relationships with friends did it change your relationships with your parents
1: yeah I mean for sure I mean so in so many ways I mean I would say like the biggest thing is first of all to understand that we're human and so the voice is never going to be completely silent because we're human beings we're not robots and so there's going to be day-to-day triggers where it comes back but the difference is how much how quickly you can bring yourself back to your sense of self and your authentic truth. And that that's the huge win is knowing that this voice of insecurity doesn't dictate my life and create all the habits and patterns and you know, reality that I live in. The person that does is my authentic self. And so the biggest, I mean, that's a huge change in itself. And then, um, Yes. Like I said, every single area of my life changed. I've never been more financially secure and like have more money in the bank because of the relationship that shifted with my body image, like all of it's connected, the types of men that I've attracted into my life. um, It's been huge. Like I used to be someone that would go on a date and my first concern would be, Oh God, like what if they think my body isn't good enough? And now my mindset is this isn't even a part of the equation I don't want to be with a person who values my body above myself. And if that's the case, like, see you later, have a nice life. Like I'm, I'm okay, regardless of being rejected, because I know the type of person that I want to attract in my life. And they're not someone who's wanting to be with me because of my body. Like that's not a person that I personally would like to be with. And so it's like, you can just see in so many ways in every relationship that I have in my life, how that conversation around my body is completely different and doesn't own doesn't own the game. You know what I mean? And, uh, there's just the overwhelming feeling is this, this acceptance and peace and ease. And from that is a really strong sense of self-worth and confidence. And that's where it's like, anything becomes possible. if This is how you hold yourself. Right. And again, it's not like triggers don't come up. They do, but I have the tools to manage them and, and work my way through them. And that's, that's what I help my clients to get to as well. It's like, being empowered to be able to live your life and know that things might come up, but you have the tools to bring you back into your seat of your authentic self and your power. That's like one of the greatest gifts you could ever give yourself. Right. It's like, yeah. So truly every, every kind of relationship has changed for the better in my life. And it's, yeah, I'm very, I'm very lucky, but I've worked really hard. That's the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't an overnight Thing. It was like, you know, I'm 30, almost three, so it's been a long time, but hey, it's all worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so how can people work with you? Mm-hmm. What do you have to offer? Hmm. Well, I would say first, like I I have a lot of free stuff because I always wanted to provide access, you know, accessible resources to people. So first of all, like I said, I have my free five day body comments challenge. You can join. There's like five hours of content there for free. Um, and that's going on right now. So if, I don't know when this is coming up, but there's a live masterclass coming up on Friday. We're going to be doing a lot of one-on-one stuff so you can work with me for free there. And then YouTube, ton of free videos, All supporting you. Um, So check that out. And then I offer, I work one on one with clients and I work in a group program as well. So it's my Brazen Body Confidence Breakthrough program. And that's either one on one or in small groups. Follows the same framework, um, except the group program is small. So it's like five five people in a group because I really still believe in hands-on support Mm -hmm. and the one-on-one program. They're both three months long. The one-on-one program is weekly sessions with me over 12 weeks following the same proven framework for both. And then um, everybody still has access to like an online learning platform to really help them excel with all these tools and learnings and be able to come back to them time over time. So it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful program either way. And it just depends where you're at what you really want, um, in terms of support. And yeah, the focus is really about overcoming these insecurities that are holding us back, not only with our body image, but our self-worth, our confidence as a whole. And that's why the results transcend our body. And they like, you know, like I said, mine, mine have spilled into finances and relationships. And this is the same for my clients. They're like, holy shit, I've realized I've stopped overspending. And I, this thing in my food has changed my relationship with my husband. Like it all, because it's all related and that's really the power of the work. So yeah, that's how you can work with me or just say hi on Instagram. Like I love chatting with people, love supporting you in whatever way I can and, um, would love to hear from you or connect with you Mm -hmm. in any way. Totally. Mm -hmm. I'll link everything in the show notes for everybody. Um, but thank you so much for oh my goodness. Thank spilling you. Spilling it all. <laughs> spilling the tea, as they say yeah. on RuPaul. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, if I wish I could stay here and ask you a bunch of questions. I'm like, it's so unnatural for me to talk about myself for so long. I'm I like, know. I want to know more about you. <laughs> well, maybe this is another podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. Another podcast. I could interview you on your own show. Yeah, Welcome. Totally. <laughs> Turning the table. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> I've done it before, it would be my honor. Oh, that's sweet. Okay, well, we can chat.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for like just being so real and honest and just sharing your light with everybody because I see it and I see, I like, I followed you for a while. So I've seen different stages and progressions. And obviously, that's why I reached out because I think it's phenomenal. So.
1: Well, thank you so much. Like biggest, uh, kindest, confident boost. And like I said, he really rolled out the red carpet for me. As it's been a true honor and I'm so grateful to be here with you today. And you've just held and created such a wonderful space. And I've like I said, we we don't even know if we've even connected before this show, but I always felt like we did have a connection and I've always loved what you're up to and how you share your light with the world. And I'm it's such an honor to be here. So thank you again so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, we will um I'll catch you online. (laughs) Catch you online as we do. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) Okay. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you
0: so much for listening. If you love this episode, please take a minute to give me a review, rate me five stars and subscribe. Also, when you share this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me, I'll send you a private link for my 2021 lunar cycle guide that includes journal prompts for each moon phase, monthly affirmations, and the time and date of where the moon is in each zodiac sign. Your moon goddess status is about to go to the next level. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at themodernhustle.ca and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Love you and see you next week.